Good morning, friends, and welcome to Hamburg Lord, where we explore the weird characters and history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. And today we are joined by our good, good pal, Monty Velez. How are you doing, Monty? Hello, just here at this drive-thru, you know, <laughs> chilling. <laughs> Y'all want anything? <laughs> I mean, something we ask everybody on Hamburg Lord to start off with is what is your favorite fast food item? So if you could just order that for me, that'd be rad. Okay. So usually, what's my go-to? It's a hard question. I think around where I live, there's a Taco Bell. Hell yeah. And my go-to order is a quesadilla with onions and red sauce and a soft soft taco supreme. Mm. And then if I'm feeling a little a little generous for myself, I'll get the Baja Blast, but mm, I can't get it yeah. every time because it makes my heart race. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Baja Blast is dangerous because they give you like 15 gallons of it in totally. a large, right? Yeah. And, so, and so you drink it and it's just like you're going like absolutely bonkers with with sugar energy and you could feel like you could punch god in the face <laughs> literally like i f- i forget that larges are so freaking huge because i don't order drinks on drive through i think like just having mm-hmm. like something liquidy in the car just gives me anxiety so mm-hmm. i i forget that these larges are like the size of my head and i'm like who this is the size of my bladder how do you not need to pee right <laughs> after i finish like what the fuck yeah. is this like there are times where I'll get like a large Dr. Pepper or something from Taco Bell and I'll drink it like super quickly because I hate myself, but my day is ruined. Like it is done. <laughs> yeah. The true enemy is the drinks. Well, uh, speaking of Taco Bell uh, today, I'd like to tell you all about Tony the Tiger. <laughs> I hate these transitions. Uh, <laughs> um, so... Tony the Tiger, I've always felt is kind of like the vanilla ice cream of corporate mascots. Like he's always just kind of the default one that a lot of people think of. Like he's just kind of always been there and has been like relatively inoffensive and just kind of like, hey, I sell cereal. What's up? It's pretty good. That's his catchphrase, right? Yeah. And and well, like the catchphrase is like the cereal's good. Yeah, (laughs) right. Like it's it's nothing special. Like I, I never really felt Tony the Tiger was like super duper interesting is like other stuff that we've covered on this show already but mm-hmm. uh I, I i did learn a little bit um and i'd like to share that with you now okay. please so tony the tiger created in 1952 so he's an old boy um like <laughs> 70 years ish now which is wild almost Ooh. 70 so originally they like created him as like a design contest with three other serial mascots to like see which ones were best And then the public voted for Tony and Tony is like the face of, you know, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. But his early design competed against three other potential mascots. You have Katie the kangaroo, Elmo the elephant and Newt the new or the gnu or however you say it, which I'm assuming since we haven't heard any of these that all of them have been eaten by Tony the tiger as like (gasps) spoils of victory. So a new a G- GNU yeah. is like a large dark African antelope, like with the with like the it's almost like a yak okay. kind of situation. Um, it's a weird choice for a cereal mascot for for like frosted flakes. Yeah, 
But a tiger is too, I guess. What the fuck? A new. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to like register it. Yeah. Like I could have <laughs> looked it up whenever I was taking notes for this, but you're assuming this is a good podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so originally Tony the Tiger actually walked on all fours and was like way more of a tiger than what you would actually think of today. Uh, I would recommend you just like Google old Tony the Tiger. But uh, for those of us on this call, I will be sharing a link here. Okay. Of just old Tony the Tiger. Let's see. This is exhibit A. This is what Tony the Tiger used to look like. Has like a weird like oh. teardropped like almost eyeball shaped head. Yes. And like walks on all fours and is a tiger like instead of the weird kind of humanoid shaped one that we kind of have today this one definitely looks like a storybook for sure yeah yeah the very big hungry caterpillar vibes for sure yeah like if you were to tell me this was like ripped out of a page of like the jungle book or something i would believe you so this was before he was hot it's got that (laughs) classic animation style yeah i will say that on this box that that's in the picture you showed us there is a child tiger along with tony the tiger i will get there okay he has a lineage he's a rich virile uh tiger yeah yeah tony fucks <laughs> lots constantly yeah um <laughs> like it, it's just why like he has like a very like cheshire cat kind of look to him yeah which is unsettling yeah he looks he looks sneaky he looks he looks up to no good yeah no i'm not a fan <laughs> honestly <laughs> These are just college days. Fun fact, uh, the like most notable VA or like voice actor for Tony the Tiger that like kind of coined the whole like they're great thing or whatever uh, is a man named Thurl Ravenscroft, which is the coolest name of all time. That's fake. He runs the Mages College in Winterhold in Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, that guy like has definitely like committed murder and like got a new identity. Like that's... <laughs> That name's so much. I'm pretty sure that's a character in Knives Out. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like, so fun fact about this dude, though, like, I guess he was like a big deal or like relatively known. He was the guy who did the vocals that were uncredited for uh, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Okay. Whoa. Hello. (laughs) Which is cool. Like that, like super deep, low voice. That's like seasick crocodile. Right. That guy. Yeah. That's Tony the Tiger, apparently. (laughs) I like to think that it is actually Tony the Tiger singing that to the Grinch. He like really, Tony really is like, the Grinch is my rival. We were in college. He was a fucking dick. <laughs> he stole all my beer. Uh, <laughs> I also didn't know that was uncredited in that movie, which sucks because that's like the best part of that movie. Anyway, going on from there, like he was the voice actor for Tony for straight up like five decades. That was like his thing that he loved to do. And as we like got into the 1970s, they tried to humanize Tony a little bit. This is whenever he took on like the more standing on two legs, like kind of like more muscly, bulky, swole daddy, swole daddy, Tony. Um, <laughs> keep, keep talking. Keep describing him. Okay. Right. okay. Uh, he's uh, he's he's fucking ripped, rippling muscles, <laughs> just like super defined calf muscles, just giant pecs. Uh, do you want me to keep going or <laughs> this is great? This is this works great for my fan fiction. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to like please insert five dollars to continue the call. <laughs> <laughs> So around like the 1970s, as part of this like humanization thing, uh, part of that was due to they wanted it to they wanted him to appeal to 
much more of like an active younger audience. A lot of kids were like going out playing sports, like trying to be more active. There was kind of a little bit more of like a societal push for that. And so like they, you know, tried to get with the times to sell, you know, sugar coated carbs to children by making a buff tiger. Uh, pretty much the only thing that like carried over from that initial design was his like uh, neckerchief that had Tony written on it. Um, that's something that like I didn't it wasn't in that picture that I shared with you, but like a lot of old Tony the Tiger stuff straight up just had like a kerchief on that just said Tony. He's just fashionable. He wants he wants a little accessory to feel good. Very fashionable. Yeah, no, I I respect the shit out of it. We 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 stand a fashionable king here at Hamburg Lore. A lot of fetish art in the Google uh, search. Uh, I'm getting there. Don't worry. Tony, though. Okay. I'm getting there. Don't worry. Um, I'm seeing Tony the Tiger's nipples a you're lot ahead, here, You're dude. getting ahead of me, mate. <laughs> okay. So as part of those, like, humanization efforts, they tried to, like, turn him from just being this mascot that sells cereal, like a lot of companies do, and they try to turn it into a character with sort of a world developed around them, which never works out as well as you want. So they establish immediately that Tony is Italian-American. Oh, didn't know that. I don't like that. <laughs> Antonio the Tiger. Yep. Um, <laughs> Antonio Tigeroni. Tony yep. has a family, um, and they kind of get into that with some of the commercials um, of the era, including his mother, Mama Tony. That's her name. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony is the family name. Mama Tony. Um, Mama Tony. His wife is Mrs. Tony. <laughs> his son. So, so she took his name. She did. Yeah. yeah. His uh, wife. His wife. Yeah. I'm. I'm sorry, his, Monty. His wife, Monty Villas. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That sounds just, like, right. just legally change your last name to Tony. That's fine. Uh, um, Monty Tony <laughs> is a very good name. <laughs> oh my god, that name sucks. I love it. Um, his son, Tony Jr., um, and the daughter, Antoinette. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Which is like, all right, we spent all the creativity on the daughter name to make it kind of sound like Tony. Let's just fucking, all right, Mrs. Tony and Tony Jr. <laughs> Mama Tony. <laughs> Call it like, a day. Yeah. They like get into a little bit of that with like some of the commercials. I was watching a few of them last night to kind of get ready for the show. And they're just kind of like, okay, Mama Tony is like an old tiger. Tony shows up to say hi to his mom and she makes him a healthy breakfast of Frosted Flake cereal. Makes him. Right. Right. And it's it, it just like typical like cereal peddling bullshit. Is she hot though? Is she hot I though? I mean, let me find a picture. Hang on. Mama Tony. I mean, I I don't think so, but I mean, to each their own. In the UK, they're called Corn Frosties. That's apropos of nothing, but that's very good. I absolutely corn love frosties. that. Corn Frosties. Oh my God. Mama Tony uh, yields no result. Uh, I found Mama Tony. Please hold. Um... We found Mama Tony. It's a still from a commercial. It's just like what you okay. would typically think of like an old lady and like a cartoon okay. character in like the 70s, basically. She's a, she's a G-MILF then. She's a Yeah, totally. A <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, <laughs> she's great as well. Stop. Oh so ignore me. <laughs> so uh, things were like kind of mostly the same, like just selling cereal. They had these characters that they kind of used in like the 70s. Like Tony Jr. had like a smaller like cereal, like frosted. I think they were like frosted puffs or something like that. They were like a smaller, like more kind of akin to like a Rice Krispie thing. But they like stopped selling them after a while. 
Um, and then in 2000, uh, they made this like another big push. And I remember a lot of these commercials. Uh, I was looking up some of them and I'm like, oh, fuck. So it was like the, the whole bit of the commercial was like Tony the Tiger would try to do something and oh well he can't do it because like he's not like super strong yet he doesn't have his breakfast and so he like fucking eats the breakfast that is frosted flakes and he gets supercharged and like fucking like i don't know like there was one where he was making a hammock to relax in and the trees were too far apart so after he has his fucking frosted flakes he's able to shove two trees while they're still in the ground closer together so he can relax which is fucked up. That's literally an MHA character. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is Sato, isn't he? Yeah, he's 100% Sato. Uh, um, (laughs) So here's the thing. I was looking into a lot of these commercials, like uh, they call it like the supercharged era or whatever, because that was like their big push. Like, hey, this is your energy that you get for the day and stuff. That sounds horny. (laughs) What if I told you that's not Tony the Tiger? Excuse me. Is this like a Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. situation? What if I told you in 2000, Tony Jr. became Tony the Tiger? Fucking called it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did like Tony the Tiger OG fucking died? What happened? I have not been able to find any answers on this. (laughs) Papa Tony has been missing for 15 years. I think it's that. Like somebody put out a silver alert for Tony the Tiger, please. Like... (laughs) Tony, come home. We miss you. Uh, his son just took his job, but we don't know where he is. He's just like fucking done. He's like, all right, well, now it's my turn. He, I think he killed him. I, I think, think he killed maybe. him. He's hanging out with Chester Cheetah. Like they're both like old, like li- like silver foxes just hanging Again, out. Again, Nate, um, talk about being orange. I will get to that. Um, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so like that just kind of like okay, the the Tony the Tiger that I have known my entire life is actually Tony Jr. Like that kind of fucked me up a little bit. Yeah. Like how that, do I feel? Yeah. How do I feel? <laughs> like Monty, you're not attracted to Tony the Tiger. You're attracted to his kid. No, no, no. Don't <laughs> d- don't lie. She's attracted <laughs> to both. <laughs> I'm I'm so fucked up right now. Yeah, it's it's fucked. I'm, Monty is now the might seduce your dad type for Tony the Tiger. <laughs> Here I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I'm all for this seven-year-old tiger, like, doing his thing, making kids think they're healthy by eating this bowl of frosted flakes. Mm-hmm. But it was his, what, his, like, what, 20, 30-year-old son instead? Basically, yeah. Tony Jr. showed up around the 70s, so that would make a lot of sense. Which, that makes Tony Jr. like 50 now? No. God, I mean, I guess he's, he's 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 a dad age. I guess I'll let it slide. Yeah, I mean, he looks pretty good for fifty. Like he is fucking ripped. There is a there is an age where like like insisting to have the junior on your name is weird though, right? Like if yeah. you're like if you're like fifty years old, you're not Tony Junior. Well, they don't just, call him Tony Junior anymore. He's just Tony the Tiger. That's true. So, huh, but. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on, uh, so things were fine for about 16 years. And then in 2016, Tony the Tiger signed up for Twitter, which is not a good oh, idea. Oh, that's a mistake. No, that's Don't a sign up for Twitter. Um, <laughs> it's a bad hell site. Immediately, the furry community just started sending messages and tweets uh, Tony's way, including uh, this one tweet uh, from August 24th, 2015, uh, send dick pics at real Tony Tiger and a bunch of other like basically furries like being incredibly horny on main for Tony the Tiger but like adding Tony the Tiger in their tweets which is a little weird um, 
so in in response, Tony um, posted a tweet saying, I'm all for showing your stripes, feathers, etc. But let's keep things great and family friendly. <laughs> if you could, Cubs could be watching <laughs> smiley face, um, which is like fine, like as a hey, leave me the fuck alone. Stop showing me like your dick. But this is the Internet. This is the Internet. Um, though. <laughs> the thing is uh, that was not publicized by the Tony the Tiger Twitter account is they just started mass blocking every <laughs> furry ever, even if they've never tweeted at Tony the Tiger. Monty, oh. can you can you see the account? Let <laughs> this me is see. A good, this is a good canary in the coal mine that's anthropomorphized, I guess. It, right now it's at Frosted Flakes, I believe. Okay, I can still see it. Thank okay, God. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. you're, you're, you're safe. good. You're, you're safe. good. They haven't, they haven't seen your articles. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to at him. I'm going to at him under a reply, though, and say hello. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing replies right now, and they're all furries. Good, <laughs> good. I'm happy to know that, like, nothing has changed. <laughs> so after that, uh, the furry community was lost without their daddy, of course. You know, he didn't want them. So who was going to be, like, their new, the object of their idolization? Chester Cheetah steps up. Chester Cheetah says, I welcome all fans to my Twitter feed. Scales, feathers, or fur, if you enjoy my tweets, then welcome. Including um, one uh, one furry uh, tweeted, at Chester Cheetah, you're so flaming hot. To which Chester then replies, oh, I know I am, but I always appreciate the compliment fire emoji. Um, to which oh somebody says... God. Oh my god, I got noticed by Senpai, to which Chester Cheetah, or like, oh hey, this person got noticed by Senpai, to which Chester Cheetah replies, asterisk, notices you too, asterisk. <laughs> so. Oh uh, no. Oh no. So. Chester um, is chaotic. So shout out to Chester Cheetah being the people's champion. Um, and uh, that's really all I have. Uh, if you I, won't be horny, then I will. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and are Cheetos horny? Are they hornier than yeah. Frosted Flakes? I mean, I feel like this says yes. The hot flaming Cheetos, I think, are horny. Hundred percent. Yeah. As I said in my like uh, Chester Cheetah report, like they are orange because of the color of Cheetah's ball. Like he is the mascot because of like yeah. Cheetos. Cheetah's balls are really orange. Yeah. Um, and like. We'll go into like Kellogg's as a whole some episode, but like for, like cornflakes are literally designed to make you not horny. <laughs> um, so I don't know like, about I, that. I, I don't know think about that. Chester Chester absolutely uh, wins the 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 horny thing, but um man this this bara ass tiger fucking hanging out here in the Google search replies, huh? Okay, Oof. yeah. Uh, Fuck, man, that was I, I learned a lot about Tony um, things that I'm this show is like I tell everybody my Sisyphean torment of things that I wish I never knew. Now I have to kind of reflect on like I told yeah. you guys before the show. I'm like internally I had this love for Tony the Tiger and I never told anyone because I'm like, oh, well, you know, that means you're furry. But now I'm like, yeah, whatever. I like Lucario. I think he's hot. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Now I'm like, okay, so I loved his son the whole time. And now I'm going to, what if I like start doing like red string, like theory on like where the <laughs> fuck his dad is? What the hell's going to happen to me? It's fucking Cam, Pepe what did Sylvia you do? bullshit. Like whenever I, so whenever I DM'd Monty on Twitter to get her on the show for this episode, um, the immediate reply was, yes, Tony the Tiger is hot, please. 
Uh, <laughs> so like we knew what we were getting into here. And I'm like, sorry that I have like damaged that for you, but welcome to the hell of being on this show every week. Oh my God. While we're at it, I guess I'll let you guys know that I think I've had a crush on most mascots, food mascots in particular. Um, Which I are? found I found Ronald McDonald very comforting. Okay. Okay. Um, Count Chocula, I really thought he was pretty because I thought he was like, you know, this like sexy, like yeah. chocolate person. Um, Not the vampire, just the chocolate person. <laughs> <laughs> um lucky charms like the leprechaun's just a short king and i loved him yeah we stand a short king tony the tiger he's just so so good so comforting he's there to tell me my day's fucking great and i wish i could hear that every morning now i I don't have cable i feel like (laughs) of any person i would ever i've ever met who would own like one of those like like arm boyfriend pillows of tony the tiger it would be you (laughs) <laughs> if they sold that i would have it already for yeah 100 sure. i wish <laughs> oh my god I, we are two for two um with uppercut uh staff members being attracted to count chocula by the way because <laughs> <laughs> just just did just did um choose count chocula for fuck when i did marry fuck kill with the with the with the haunted uh serial mascot that. so fuck um, yeah, I mean, like you look at him. I'm like, you know, seven years old walking down the like cereal aisle. I see him looking at me. You know, I'm looking he? at him, yeah. and I'm just like, well, I think it's time. I think it's time to tell my mom I'm ready to get married. <laughs> it's so funny you saying that. Like Count Chocula is it like identifying him as a chocolate man is like identifying <laughs> Edward Cullen as a shiny boy, which is very very good. <laughs> completely burying the lead that he is a, he is of the legion of the undead that's that's my brain like trying to like knock out any like bad like juju around him like nope uh vampire that's toxic we're not gonna we're not gonna acknowledge yeah, that no <laughs> literally murders people nah he's just cute uh <laughs> he's just cute he's a good guy all right well we're gonna take a quick break and uh come back with uh Whatever fresh hell Nathan has unearthed for us this week, uh, we will be right back. All right, everyone, we are back. Uh, Nate, go. Okay, this this show is increasingly becoming like Cam gives like a, a comedic like history report on something, and then I talk about how like the Lucky Charms like Leprechaun is an alien from the fourth dimension <laughs> that like like wants to get up your butt or whatever. I don't know. Ooh, uh, d- that sounds like a good time. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't threaten me with a good right, time, but right. <laughs> but that is the dynamic of the show. Um, and so in that vein of things, today we are talking about the. King of Burgers, the Burger King, the Burger King mascot. Great. <laughs> so 
Uh, it starts normal, like in 1955, the Burger King was unveiled as their mascot. Um, it's a simple enough concept. The Burger King is a king that really fucking likes burgers. You get it. Um, he was in animated commercials where he would show up and give kids burgers or just like talk about Burger King. You know, your typical normal type shit. However, what is not typical is the moniker of the monarch, Kurger Bing. His name is Kurger Bing, the Burger King. What? <laughs> Wait, yes. No. No, I thought this was fake, but I did find a tweet from like Burger King in 2012 when they brought Kurger Bing back like in, in certain ads. And there was like Kurger Bing, the Burger King is back. I'm like, OK, I guess this is real. That's some Kingdom Hearts shit. Like, you can't tell me that's real. <laughs> Kurger Bing. Kurger Bing is actually Ronald's heartless. He's <laughs> <laughs> the nobody. Fucking hate that. Dude. Tony the Tiger would absolutely be a Keyblade wheeler. Um, anyway. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> he would. You're totally right. The reign of Kurger Bing um, was ended in 1976 when he was succeeded by the marvelous magical Burger King, the king that could perform magic tricks such as levitation, teleportation, and peeling French fries like really quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the, this Burger King's court consisted of few but loyal subjects. Sir Shake-A-Lot, who is a knight that is just horny for milkshakes. Same. Um, Same. Burger Thing, which is a living burger, which is terrifying, and he's like modeled after W.C. Fields or whatever the fuck. What um, the fuck? Yeah, mm -hmm. I hate that. The Wizard of Fries, which is a robot with fries for a brain, of course. Cool. Great. Me. And the Duke of Doubt. Which like same? That's me. Why keep this? Why keep this dude around? It's in his nature to doubt the king. The crown must not bend to the whims of the doubters. <laughs> That'd be like if I started a podcast with my good friend Cam hates Nate. Like that's <laughs> you don't do like. Well, I mean, I haven't told my middle name on this show, so that's you true. Don't know. <laughs> Cam Nathan Killer. <laughs> However. In the 1990s, the marvelous magical Burger King, Kurger Bing XIII's reign was ended when he was usurped by that of the Lord of the Flies-esque collective of trash children known as the BK Kids. Mm. The king would not be seen again for some time, until what I call the curse of the flame-broiled facade. Okay, so, after the uprising of the BK Kids and the culling of the royal line of succession of the noble Germanic monarchy, an employee of the ad agency Crispin Porter and Boguski found a 1970s-era oversized Burger King head on sale on eBay. It was originally bought for inspiration for the campaign that they recently started cooking up for Burger King. And by choice or by influence of the king's head, it was decided that the head should be restored for use in the campaign. However... Restoration would not stop with a simple paint job. When placed on a canonically nameless actor's head in 2004, like Christ after the resurrection on the third day, the king's spirit returned to this earth, where he then appeared to believers and non-believers alike, spreading his influence by offering meats and fried delights. Uh, most commercials from this modern era are like a basic setup with um, Kurger King, the king of burgers and resident Burger King King, whose thing was to sling burgers, appears in a place where it would be weird for a sandwich monarch to be. And he offers unsuspecting and probably not very hungry people some food <laughs> from a B tier restaurant. <laughs> I feel like B tier is generous. He's for the people. He's like, please don't be hungry. <laughs> I and like it's it's that sort of thing where like almost like you know like old cereal commercials or yogurt commercials or whatever kids would be hanging out and then it would be like burger 
Burger King. Yay. But like with these Burger King commercials, it's like this guy's like at a construction site and then like here appears this silent monarch with a tray of food. And it's like, would you like some? And it's like, no, I'm I'm at work. And this is a hard hat area. Fuck yeah, off. You are, this is not OSHA <laughs> compliant right here. You're going to get hurt real bad, my dude. <laughs> This uh, this ad campaign like started the like avant garde viral marketing stuff with fast food that was kind of picked up later with like, you know, Jack Eye Box and stuff like that. Um, And while Burger King, the company and people of this reality assumed that the king was simply back to serve as a mascot once more, this would prove to not be the case. Uh, As these strange ads aired, the spirit that inhabited the porcelain king's head slowly began to enact revenge on the company that killed him so many years ago. Burger King sales tanked in what is literally called the Creepy King era. In fact, lasting only two commercials in the UK, wow. which is hilarious. <laughs> they they canceled him like a Fox sitcom in the UK. It was like, is this anything? No. Okay, never mind. Okay, never mind, bye. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the Creepy King was so repulsive to the women and children demographics that business actually did suffer. And they pulled the Creepy King ads. Then peace. For a time. Some years later, the King returned in Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s entourage for a 2015 boxing match. What? And he was just there. That's what all. What the fuck? The Burger King was again seen behind horse trainer Bob Baffert in the grandstands during the televised broadcast of a 2015 Belmont Stakes race. What the fuck? Where horse American Pharaoh won the triple crown. Burger King was also on hand with Baffert at the 2018 Belmont Stakes, where Baffert became the first trainer to win twice with the same horse. Oh my god. That's, and those aren't ads. Those, those are just him. The actual king. It, it was really It wasn't just a guy. It was like a Burger King sanctioned thing. But he was just there, watching. I don't like this. <laughs> so now we know about all the king's horses. Let's meet one of the king's men from the oh. creepy era to explain why the king may have returned to appear at these highly televised events. Do you guys know about the subservient chicken? I Subservient chicken? Yes. I vaguely remember that. You do? Okay. I don't. Um, I don't know. I didn't remember. My girlfriend didn't remember. Like, this was in, like, this was like prime me watching TV time, too. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. That phrase, like, I don't remember specifically what it is, but that phrase activated, like, an almost, like, fight or flight, like, acting in my brain. I'm like, <laughs> oh, the subservient chicken. Like, that's my fucking sleeper cell activation phrase. Chickens can't fly, so it's probably fight. Oh, my God. The second reincarnated denizen of the kingdom of Burger was that of the subservient chicken i have no memory of this whatsoever and that's that's perhaps precisely the idea but the chicken whom i believe to be the reincarnation of the duke of doubt cursed to take the form of what the king always saw him as appeared in ads as well as a wild leaf 2004 ass website where you could type things into a text field and a seemingly live feed of the chicken would do whatever you told him that's where i remember it from because i went to that website okay <gasps> oh my god it said that you could do anything with him or to him or make him do whatever but it was just 89 commands actually mm-hmm. this mascot was also deemed too fucking creepy it's and was discontinued fucking terrifying honestly yeah fucking burger king making like a baby snuff film like what yeah. is this <laughs> like it, ha- it, it straight up like had that vibe too like it looked like you were Looking in on the fucking chicken, like from a fucking like shitty CCTV camera, 
Like yeah. it <laughs> looked like a scene from like Big a torture movie. 15 yeah, absolutely. Vibes. Yeah, it was fucked um, up. Oh my god! So he went away until. 2014, for the 10-year anniversary of his debut, another live feed began, this time without the transmogrified Duke. Photos began to circulate of the chicken appearing in public or on other CCTV feeds, which is creepy as fuck if you see them. Yes. It's, a, it's a lot like those photos of, like, the men in black were actually there the day of the Hindenburg and shit like that. The king, having succeeded in discrediting the Burger King brand such that the visage of he and his bloodline would never be used again, was resting like God on the seventh day. But in 2014, in an audacious display of rebellion, the once subservient chicken flew the coop, necessitating that the king rise once more to slay the last remaining member of his ghostly court. This is why the king appeared menacingly in the background of these public televised events, to send a message. A message that the king was alive, awake, aware. After his final appearance in the historic horse race among the wealthy elite, the new monarchy of the 21st century, Neither the king nor the enfant terrible known as the subservient chicken were ever seen again. It is unclear if the chicken committed regicide against the doubted king and escaped his subservience, or if the king, in succeeding to destroy his betrayer, removed his own mask once and for all, returning the unnamed actor to this mortal coil. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Oh my God. This concludes all known lore on the Burger King. <laughs> I don't think you really touched on this too much, but I want to go back to the subservient chicken. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, don't go back to the subservient chicken. I'm going to send you a link, send you all a link of what this chicken fucking looks like. It's terrifying. Like, yeah, yeah no, uh, like uh, just to say that it's very creepy. Fucking horrifying. Let me see this chicken. Let me see this. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's horrifying. Like His two-bedroom ass looking apartment, yeah. like basement apartment looking ass. Yeah. Like, it has like the snuff film vibe down to there is a fucking shitty CRT TV in that room. Like the no mm -hmm. windows. Mm -hmm. Fuck, man. Like that chicken is weirdly photorealistic and is like the ultimate like terrifying person wearing a mascot costume outfit. He's also wearing a vest that has like like medals and yeah. like military yeah. insignia shit on it or whatever. Like he's clearly what like fuck? part of the king's court, right? I have some other random facts, which is that in Australia, Burger King is actually called Hungry Jacks. That's kind of widely known. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. I just look put at another picture, picture of, of the chicken with better lighting, but more terrifying. With better lighting. I will put this picture in the description. His face looks sewn on. Yes, it's fucking terrifying. He does have a cuff on his yeah, left leg. Like he's broken which... free from a prison. Yes. <gasps> no. For now. <laughs> no, I don't like any of this. <gasps> he hasn't escaped prison. He's just living life in a bigger prison now. So, yes, like I said, uh, in Australia, Burger King is actually called Hungry Jacks. That's not very, like, wild, but um, uh, it's because of, like, a copyright dispute in Australia. They have Whoa. Hungry Jacks has no mascot and never has and never will. The throne remains vacant in Australia. 
I guess they they really like the queen over there. So yeah. like, that's their that's their Burger King is the queen of England. And their reward this is apropos of nothing, but their rewards program in Hungry Jacks is called My HJs, which is very <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. And and finally, speaking of Jacks, uh, if Jack I Box, homophobic domestic terrorist, mm. is to be believed, the king is not only a regal king but a bisexual king as well. Yes. But that is not our business at yeah. all. But it is technically technically lore on the king what okay so money you want to you want to fuck tony the tiger what's your what's your vibe on the king (laughs) there's like this man like okay so i thought you know this tony the tiger stuff is pretty chaotic in itself like the whole like definitely like "Mm, maybe maybe papa tony is like fucking dead or whatever yeah (laughs) this is the most chaotic thing i've often like ever fucking heard (laughs) <laughs> I basically write a shitty like like goosebumps novel about these <laughs> this, this is literally yeah this is literally what I feel like it is and I'm like trying to remember like the stuff that I knew about I'm so impressed that you said that so smoothly throughout like the whole the whole bit Kurgerbing Kurgerbing the Burger King of Burger King yes Kurgerbing the Burger King the, I only remember, like, the commercials and where, like, they pretend to steal. Like, they don't say it, but it's, like, implied that it's, like, the, the McDonald's, like, sausage breakfast sandwich. Oh, yeah, sandwich. yeah. And, like, he went to go and get the blueprints from it. And I was like, you know, this is kind of weird. And then there's, like, fucking Sneak King. And I'm like, yeah. this guy's really fucking weird. But, like, this right. is wild. This is insane this is like shitty game of thrones it's so wild (laughs) i'm going to put a image in the chat so this is what the marvelous magical burger king looked like he's basically like ronald mcdonald but like regal (laughs) he looks like the dude who put the chicken in that fucking torture chamber he looks like a cult leader he looks like a cult leader. yeah totally Mm -hmm. And this is this is what the 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 king, the creepy king, um, his design was based off of. Only it's painted brown instead of red for his red Mm. hair. Like, I cannot believe that they were like, what if our ad campaign is this strange man shows up and gives you a burger and you hate it? I mean, it would work for me if there's anything that you guys need to know about me personally, other than like my love for furry stuff is that. Every date that I've been on has been like an on-purpose thing to like have a conversation with them because I think they're kind of like wacky. Um, I only like going on dates with wacky people. And Burger King, Kurgerbing, the Burger King, I'd I'd go on a date with him for sure. Very interesting dude. Like I absolutely understand where you're coming from on that. God, I hate that, Nate. Fuck. I put I put in the chat uh, another thing that I will put in the description is. Um, Burger King in the background of Floyd Mayweather's uh, uh, entourage. And again, what the fuck? even without this like young adult novel horror story that I wrote, um, it's creepy as fuck for like you haven't seen the king in at least four years. And then he shows up at a major sporting event behind like arguably the most famous boxer alive today and nothing is said everyone's acting like it's so normal yeah everyone's just acting like it's normal yeah. i would have just been like staring at it the whole time like, like did, did anybody else see that or am i like do i need to go to a doctor uh <laughs> see what cam yeah <laughs> I, just, I, I close my eyes and he's there 
Burger King paid Floyd Mayweather $2 million for that, by the way. (laughs) What? Can they pay me $2 million? I'll put him in the fucking, like, background of my podcast view. Shit. Mm -hmm. I'll get a cardboard cutout. I don't give a fuck. The king may be in the background of this very podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's it. He's a weird, creepy, like, statue man that came back to life um, and then killed a chicken and then died again or something. (sighs) I hate this show. I'd go on a date with him. I'd go on a date with him. You would? Okay. Yeah. So that is that is that is the 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 conclusion of of my report. That is as much as I'm willing to talk about the Burger King Kurt. I hate this show so much. How are you guys doing this? I don't know. I'm already (laughs) done after one. You guys have to do so much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. Well, hey Monty, thanks for coming on the show. Um Sorry. I don't think I don't think I can I can say that back. That's valid. <laughs> Honestly, I get it. Um, Monty, if people wanted to find you on the internet, where can they go? Do you got anything you want to plug? Yeah. Um, if you want to see me uh, reply to tweets to Tony the Tiger, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Fried Monty. Um, I'm also that same name on Instagram. I also am an editor and writer over at Uppercut.com. Uh, great website for reviews, uh, opinion pieces from marginalized people. Uh, we're doing a lot of great work. We're also uh, gearing up for our Letter of the Year series, which is 36 letters, a ton of weeks of a whole bunch of content talking about our game of the year. So uh, look out for that. Oh, yeah. I Your, your, uh, your guys' uh, like letters at the end of the year thing is one of my favorite things about the end of the year it's always like really cool to go through and read a lot of that stuff so i'm really really looking forward to that this year oh i'm blushing thank you (laughs) it's it's always so funny the 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 uh uppercut folks like how like you know heartfelt and important the work is on the on the website and then you meet him it's like yeah fuck tony the tiger what up (laughs) (laughs) that is the brand brand synergy Uh, (laughs) all right well uh if you've made it this far thank you so much for listening uh if you want to support our silly shows you know subscribing on whatever platform you're on and leaving us a rating would really really help us out as well um if you liked whatever the hell this ended up being uh check out the rest of the shows we do at some good shows on twitter or somegoodshows.biz. you might just like those too uh you can find me on twitter at the candy man And you can find me on Twitter at at VictoryPosition. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, everybody asks, where's the beef? But not, how's the beef? 